three, two, one, here we go. Welcome to That Beautiful Life Podcast. This is episode 33 of That Beautiful Life Podcast. My name is Kadish Campbell. I'm sitting here in the beautiful Trinidad and Tobago. As per usual, I'm talking to the beautiful Roger Briggs from all the way in Sweden. Rog, how's it going? Oh, it's going well, I have to say. As usual, we've had some pre-talk, warming up, you might say, mm-hmm. uh, which is the thing, and that's nice. Uh, the sun, <coughs> sun is shining. I think I mentioned it before. We're getting into a nice spring season here in Sweden. So yesterday it was quite hot. It was over 20 degrees, and uh, that is not that usual. Uh, or we haven't had that before, if I put it like that. It's been under 20, so now, yay, it starts to feel a bit more summerish. Mm-hmm. Which I like, which I like. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's going well. Uh, you and I was, as I said, pre-talking and, and also, of course, getting into the discussion about what's happening in our countries and how do we feel and, and, uh, yeah, and, and some compar- comparisons to a few others as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, for me right now, I think it's, it's, it's and, and, and most people, you know, we're just trying to cope with daily life, our routines in the way that we can when it also comes to our work. As mentioned before, I am off a few weeks in a month uh, and then I'm working. I haven't checked the schedule for May when it mm-hmm. comes to working at the airport, uh, but I am doing my, I've done my week for now and I'm doing uh, also working next week, Monday to Thursday, even though it's shorter days. Mm-hmm. And then I'll, I'll probably be off and, and do about the same thing, uh, like later in May. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I'm actually going to check that afterwards <laughs> when we're done. I'm curious to, to hear about it. Um, but I mean, as I told you, it's, it's, uh, <laughs> it's tough when you're out at an airport that is empty, if yeah. I put it like that. It, it's very, uh, one thing is that you don't have so much to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that's, that's one part of it that becomes very, like boring after some time mm-hmm. um, and also like the whole like mental aspect it's it becomes a bit depressing is maybe a strong word but but in in a way it is you know mm-hmm. and we all we try like all colleagues try to you know yeah what do you say uh, give some courage into each other and just you know try to to make the day as good as it can be. They've had a few like education programs, uh, which I think is good. Also, uh, a good time actually like this to catch up and fix things that has been broken, whatever it might be, a certain machine or just uh, a room that has to be fixed or or space that has to be done, whatever. Uh, so I, I I think that's very good. That's good initiatives. Mm-hmm. Uh, but besides that, still, the, it, it's a fact. It's very empty. As I told you, now everyone, it's like it's small. Just a few flights going, mostly mm-hmm. a few domestic flights. And, and it's very, <laughs> you don't see many like 
other people than the people that are working actually uh, that are actually working at the airport mm-hmm. that goes for for all the roles that we might have there i mean our part with security is, security is one thing but you have the, the cleaning personnel some of the other security personnel and some people that are actually still working regarding the air companies too but there are not many i can tell you what about the food uh, places so, and um because i remember when i was there at Alanda, yeah, yeah. i remember there were um there was this, this nice place that i got um I got this sort of um, the first thing I eat when I landed in Sweden, and um, you told me you you knew the guy who worked there. At least know him from working there. At least not really like you hang out or anything like that. But oh it was, yeah, yeah, I know, um, I know. I like they. I had this sort of dough thing with had like chicken and cheese and all that yeah. kind of stuff. Like, are those places still open or are they closed? Uh, well, in this case, that place is closed, but mm-hmm. that doesn't have to do with the Corona pandemic. Oh, okay. Ooh, that is due down? to the fact that. Uh, they, they've closed down a few places, but that is mainly also because they're rebuilding at Orlando. So it's a combination of the whole corona situation and also the <laughs> fact that they already have plans to rebuild some spaces and also like changing things. So that place doesn't exist anymore, unfortunately. Oh. Uh, but there are, yeah, I know. But there are others, uh, and there are like, some are closed, some are not. So of mm-hmm. course, I mean, a few places ha- have, to, has to be open, you know, mm-hmm. because otherwise how, yeah, it's still uh, a place where people, you know, uh, come and go. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know how to put it now because it's very strange. <laughs> so, so, so less people. Um, but yeah, that that's that's how it is mainly, uh, I guess. And uh, which kind of, you know, it it it, it, it affects me in a way. But still, I know. Uh, I think that's one of the things that are. Uh, we don't talk, so we mainly talk now about the effects of, yeah, uh, the statistics is, is one thing and looking at the curve of the corona sp- spreading and, and all the, that kind of stuff, you know, mm-hmm. that is related to it. But but another part, especially when you, uh, <clears throat> like with the country Sweden and, and even more, some of the European countries that has been in, in a kind of quarantine and, and dealing with this for a longer period of time, you also have the mental aspect of things, mm-hmm. which is so important also because, uh, you know, <clears throat> you have to keep keep up the spirit, do things uh, <laughs> that are, that you can do in these situations that still makes you feel good and things that you like to do in, in a certain extent. And uh, we're getting to that too because we're talking about telly and, and other things and, and yeah, mm-hmm. if you can work out in some way, do that to, to, you know, because if your body feels good, then also the spirit will follow a bit and then likewise. Um, so, so with that said, I, I mean, I've been, I, yesterday also I was, I told Q I was recording a song, uh, mm-hmm. <clears throat> with, uh, with, with parts of the band. We are, are, it's a new song we are recording. That was fun. Mm-hmm. So it's good to try, if, if possible, again, to do those kind of things. Um, and yeah. That that's just that's just the way it is at the moment, I guess. Um, I, I I know you, yeah. What about you? What about mm, you? I, I think for me, it's the I feel like I've lost my mojo for the most part. Most of the week, I've I've literally just been I've just been going through the motions, not really yeah, not really getting much done, and just sort of like trying to do stuff. You know, I'd get up, I'd sit by the computer, I'd say, okay, let me start writing an article or a review or something like that. And I, I just sit there, just staring at the screen. Like I write something, and then I'm like, oh, I don't like that. Delete, start again. Uh, I don't like that. Mm. Delete, start again, and so forth. And so I just feel like I, I think this is this is just generally has to do with the fact that I'm 
I'm home with family all the time and I don't have the option to leave. Yeah. I, I think it's it's having the option that I can say, hey, if I want to, I can go somewhere and just hang out. And I don't mean like just leave the house because I can leave the house to go to the grocery store or something. But I mean, just go out, you know, like, and I don't go out very often, mm-hmm. but I do every now and then, you know, like sometimes I'll go to the roti shop and I'll take a walk and I'll yeah. have my headphones and I'll listen to music or a podcast or something. Or sometimes I'll just go over to Cadence and kick back and hang out for a bit, you know. Um, or we just go jogging or something or, you know, things like that that I haven't done in a while. <laughs> sort of, it's, it's getting to me to a certain extent. Because remember when I was in the UK, I used to go cycling every, almost every day I'd yeah. go cycling. Uh, I know. I was thinking about that too. Yeah, yeah. because I'm I'm not a very social person <laughs> in the sense that I don't really like being around people all the time. Like I don't like spending a lot of time with people all the time. So you would think um, this is the perfect time for me, but it doesn't mean that. It just means I don't like to be um, I don't like to be in crowds and stuff like that. But hmm. I'm okay with one or two people, and I also like my solitude. But solitude with like nature, like going out and cycling and seeing places and exercise and that kind of stuff. So being at home in the house and not having that option, you know, that has that has obviously psychologically started to affect me, I guess, and it's affecting my work because I'm not feeling very, um, I'm not feeling very driven. I'm just feeling. I've tried calling up a couple of mates to try and inspire me. You know, I'm like maybe I'll chat yeah. with them about something. We'll have a laugh, and maybe that will give me the the extra boost. And it hasn't. I, I think. Um, I think the one thing that has sort of given me a boost is obviously the podcast, but when we were streaming Darksiders Genesis, um, actually, which is what we'll be talking about, it, um, you know, we might as well talk about it now. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, we streamed Darksiders Genesis and, you know, before that I started playing, you know, because I, I started thinking to myself, the one thing I'm having a lot of fun with, you know, right now is playing Darksiders. Uh, and mm. I said, why don't I just finish Darksiders 3 because I've had it for so long and I haven't finished it. And so I just booted it up and uh, reinstalled it on my PlayStation 4. Because I have it on PlayStation 4 and I have it on, on PC. And I reinstalled it on the PlayStation 4. And uh, I started playing on the PS4 and uh, it's it's been fun. I mean, I'm not saying it's the perfect game. I, I like Darksiders 2 more. I'll just put it that way. Uh, you know, Fury's not my favorite protagonist. She's not the... Her game is, is tough playing as her. But... It's also fun. Like I have fun, like experiencing Darkseid's lore, and I want to know more, and I want to meet new characters and get new power-ups. And I think that's the the fun thing about Darkseid is the exploring the power-ups, the, the 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 lore, all that kind of stuff. It's still as amazing. So even if they make a mediocre Darkseid's game, it's still fun for me. Um, yeah, and I'm, yeah. that's not me saying Darkseid's three is mediocre. I'm saying Darkseid's three is hard. It's like Dark Souls, um, <laughs> but. And I'm playing on medium. I'm playing on like the the difficulty that's supposed to be a balance between story and gameplay. And yeah, that's, it's like two three hits and you're dead. And that's with mob enemies. Like weak garbage fodder can kill you. So <laughs> basically, yeah, I. Um, but I, I still love it. I still I still love the outside tree and um, and I'm enjoying the game. And I, and I think that's the, the thing is. I'm trying to find things that are going to help me get my mojo back, get my, my whole drive. I, yeah. I still have to go to the countryside uh, with my dad, go up to, you know, to the beach house and kick back. Um, so he told me this weekend he's going to go. So I'm counting the days. He said either today or tomorrow. So either today or tomorrow, I'm just going to be AFK. Hopefully, hopefully he doesn't bail good, on me good, and, good. and, you know, um, cancel. Hopefully he says, yeah, we're going. And I can be like, yes. 
Now, this sounds good. I just wanted to fill in because、mm-hmm. I know exactly what you mean when it comes to when you feel as if you've lost your mojo.、Mm-hmm. Uh, because at a certain point, I mean, we are, we are human beings, right?、Mm-hmm. And we can't just go on for, for an unlimited time. Time and doing things, or maybe even the same thing, and, and not like it's not getting to us, even though it might, might be something that you'd like to do, actually.、Mm-hmm. Some、mm-hmm. people tend to forget that too. It's actually the case. Because I got burned out sometimes also when I was like, you know, working with Cremora,、uh, and it was something I really loved, and, you know, playing music like that and, and those、mm-hmm. kind of things. But still, that could become too much as well, you know?、Yeah. So, and, and when that time comes, and, and、uh, as you said, when you feel that you're, you're doing It. You're sitting there, you're doing it, but you're not feeling it.、Yeah. That's the difference.、Mm-hmm. And when you're not feeling it, you're not like getting the, the kind of recycling thing that you need in、mm-hmm. order to move on and make even better things and feel even more good about the situation and doing what you're doing. So、mm-hmm. that is definitely the time to, to sit back a bit. And, and as you said, when you even have a possibility to, to leave,、mm-hmm. <laughs> even better to change your environment a bit and, and, and you know.、Uh, Rest, you know, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And, and get energy back, and hopefully、uh, that comes with、uh, the perk of mojo as well. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, usually that happens because I know I. I Uh, I, I've been experiencing, experiencing、uh, the same thing so much. Actually, all, a bit like、uh, this week has been, I've been much,、uh, I've been more tired.、Um, mm-hmm. I'm not even sure if I have a, a cold or something in my system. I'm a bit, a bit dampened, so to speak. And、uh, compared to like the week before and even the week before that, I was so productive and I,、mm-hmm. I did a lot of things. I think I mentioned it in the podcast when it comes to music、mm-hmm. at home here, too. So、um, I will see. I think for me, I, I'm just guessing now, but I think when I get into next week, and, and no, after I've done next week, sorry,、uh, <laughs> doing my work at the airport, then I think I will get more of my mojo back. I, I, I'm pretty sure.、Mm-hmm. Uh, because then I will have time to, to、um, well, first off, just a basic thing rest or, or sleep, have、mm-hmm. a more normal sleeping pattern again.、Mm-hmm. Uh, because it, to be honest with you, you guys, this is, uh, uh, for me, it's. it's It's a bit scary to see how much it does affect you, you know,、mm-hmm. when I'm working as I have this schedule, the four days in a row and going up like 3 a.m. and going to work. It, it really, yeah, it takes,、uh, it almost takes more energy than I thought when I compared to the situation I was before when I was,、uh, you know, doing things and working more from home. So, so, yeah, that's the thing. But you, you will get it back, bro. Don't you worry. I hope it's going to happen this weekend or e- maybe even today that you guys go. Uh, and uh, as uh, your sisters have told you as well, leave the shit at home. Don't take too much, <laughs> like, like, gadgets or, or, you know,、uh, just go you. <laughs> it was actually my girlfriend who told me that. My sisters were, well, Ali was like, oh, don't,、ah, okay. Ali's the one who's like, oh, don't go in the, the water. I don't want, you know, you're not allowed to. Oh, that、swimming. was so, sorry. Yeah, yeah、okay. Ali was the one who's like, because, you know, the waters up there are pretty choppy. So she's like, yeah, I, yeah. Want, I want my brother to return, I guess. You know, and that's the thing, like, usually, <laughs> usually whenever my sisters are like, 
sometimes they can be a bit cold to me sometimes like sometimes they just they give me like a a, a hard like a rough sort of like uh approach in some ways and then whenever i'm gonna do something that i may be at risk like health-wise or that, they get so worried and they're like very serious like <laughs> you are not allowed to do this thing you know yeah blah blah, blah. i'm like um okay <laughs> so <laughs> yeah um, they care about you you know yeah that's the thing uh, so I, I mean i'm i'm happy for that and you know I, yeah, i'm happy that be. that they show concern and um, that kind of stuff because i'm the same way with them whenever they've got something yeah. going on and um and it may be you know of risk to their health and so forth so um, mm. i'm looking forward to it uh, i'm looking forward to to that i mean with regards to to the uh, to dark side of tree um i'm looking forward to finishing it i've, I've literally played i don't know maybe I, I haven't looked at the percentages of how much i've completed yeah but I, I have to assume that I've done more than 75% of the game already. And on Steam, it's mostly positive, um, as per usual. It's, it's done by Gunfire Games and THQ Nordic as a, the publisher. Uh, it's a hack and slash RPG. Um, it's listed as having a female protagonist. I, I don't know why that's a selling point as they're listed on the, the, <laughs> the tags okay. for it. But maybe people, some people buy their games looking for their protagonist to be female. I'm not sure why. I just want a good protagonist. Um, then it, it has, uh, of course, Steam cards. It's single player, so no multiplayer in this one. Um, of course, achievements, full control support, and it has remote play for all the remote play options you may actually want. Uh, languages, it has, it has 12 languages, including the, the most popular ones, English, French, Italian, Germany, um, German, Spain, um, Spanish, that kind of stuff. Um, and, of course, it does have, um, like, you know, requirements for, for it. It's, it's not too high. I, I wouldn't call it too high. It's um, your base performance. You need at least an i5 um, or an FX8320. Uh, Graphics-wise, a, a GTX 660 or R7 370. Recommended, of course, is going to be higher, which is like an i7 to the 920 or an AMD um, Ryzen 5 um, 1600. Which I actually want to get a Ryzen 5 1600 because uh, it's it, it will really improve my performance in my system, and uh, it's it's actually really cheap. It's like a hundred uh, US dollars, so it's, it's really really cheap. Mm. Some sometimes it drops below that, and it's like 90 something or 70 something. So I really want to grab one of those, and then graphics-wise, you're looking at a, a, a RX 480 on the AMD side or a GTX uh, 970 on the AMD side, uh, on the Nvidia side. So basically, uh, a really solid game, uh, and I'm playing the the hmm. base game. There's of course DLC as well after this. So there's uh, the Keeper of the Void DLC, the Crucible. Um, and so I, I don't obviously have any of that DLC, but chances are after I've completed the game, I may end up purchasing them. Um, I, I may, the DLC is like about 12. Now, I usually don't advocate DLC, but one, I'm playing Darksiders as a part of um, PlayStation Plus. So I got it through PlayStation Plus. So I didn't actually purchase the game outright. And I am a big fan of this studio and I want this game to, to do well. So I'll actually purchase a DLC for this one because I didn't pictures of full game and i think they do good work and uh, you know i want to give them something back so i'll actually buy the dlc and play it but other than that um yeah um it's it's a good game um it's pretty pretty good and i highly nice. so far i highly recommend it i'll of course do a proper thing of a video or something with it later but for now that's my breakdown <laughs> <laughs> beautiful sounds good <laughs> And I have to say also, it's been really nice playing uh, Darksiders Genesis, mm -hmm. uh, especially for me coming from, well, I mean, I played these kind of games before. It's not that I'm only playing like shooter games and stuff, but still, <laughs> it's not my 
my to-go to, but it was really good to get into it. And uh, yeah, it was nice playing with you. I mean, yeah. you you've uh, you played the series, you know it. You've explained a few things, which is good to know, and those mm-hmm. kind of things. And of, of course, also since you, you finished the whole single player before playing the co-op, mm-hmm. and the co-op, I think, I mean, you you could probably explain that better. But mm-hmm. I, my, my just intuition, my my feeling is that it is a good co-op player. It's fun, mm-hmm. and uh, it's definitely something I can recommend if yeah. you want to get into. Uh, if you have, like me, haven't really played Dark before, that can also be a way to get into the series or the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least I, I consider so. Um, but what do you what do you say? What what would you like to say about Dark Side's Genesis from a co-op perspective, especially? Uh, I mean, since you have the whole palette playing the single player, <laughs> <laughs> I would say from a from a co-op um, perspective, uh, I I really enjoyed it, and I enjoyed it a bit more than playing single player. Like I enjoyed the single player; it was it's pretty fun. Yeah. And uh, this is the thing where like playing Genesis and then playing Dark Side Three again, uh, it's one of those things where. It's just so good. It's like Darksiders as mm. a as a whole. It's like it. It's just such a really good um, story and lore and characters and and just world building that they've done with this. You know, uh, I, it's it is amazing. The the the, yeah. the developers, the creators of Darksiders have created something that is simply exceptional. And uh, yeah. I I really wanted to see more. I mean, for me, I, I would. You know, from from playing Genesis and and all that kind of stuff in co-op, I want to see another Darksiders game like Genesis. I want to I want to be able to experience yeah. another co-op experience in a game like Genesis because um, it offers a, a something a bit different than the regular Darksiders formula. And mm. it, it though it has the same similar gameplay, you know, the the, the um, platforming mixed with like the sort of Zelda um, sort of like adventuring and all that kind of stuff. Um, it does still have. A really fun um, co-op experience that is just a lot better mm. playing with, with two people. The one thing I would say though that I would want different in Darksiders um, Genesis, um, if they were to do a part two or something, is that I would want it to have a big open world, um, or at least a, a, mm. a massive world that's connected via um, you know checkpoints or you know stuff like that. Uh, one of the things I noticed with Darksiders 3 is that it is, like all the other Darksiders games, a big open world for the most part. The only problem with Darksiders 3 is that there's a lot of loading, and you can see it. Oh. So, like, when you, okay. when you, you know, like, usually loading happens in the background for most games, so, you're, like, you're walking from area to area, something's happening, and then it, it loads in seamlessly, so you don't notice the loading. In Darksiders um, um, 3, you see it, like, you jump from area to area, and the character just freezes in midair, and she just waits for a bit, and then she can move again. Um, Aha, okay. With yeah. Genesis, obviously, you load from stage to stage, so you, you basically just sort of like teleporting or something like that. But there's downtime when you're loading from stage to stage. You know, yeah. I, I think you should have the option to sort of like teleport or whatever have you. But being horsemen, you know, the fun part is jumping on your horse and riding across a massive map. And I think that's one of the things I love doing in Darksiders 2 and Darksiders 1. And. I, I want to do a bit more in of that in, in Genesis. I, I really like Genesis. Like it is amazing, and the maps are big and all that kind of stuff. But hopefully, they can become mm. attached to each other instead of just going to Volgum's realm, doing your thing, and then coming back. Volgum was never. I mean, he used to allow us to teleport in, in all the games. He acts as a as a teleportation point, but he's never been 
a driving factor in the games. He's always been like a side character that that you buy shit from. He's like the guy from Resident Evil who sells you stuff, you know. Um, <laughs> so that's basically what Vlogram has always been. And in, in Genesis, he's part of the the story. You know, he's he's a, a big part of the the you know what's going on. Whereas in Doctor's One, Two, and Three, he's not so much. You know, he sort of shows up every mm. now and then, and maybe he has a, a quick line here or there. But for the most part, his his primary purpose is to sell you stuff. You know, to help you level up your yeah. your um your horseman and all that kind of stuff. And so. Uh, I would say Genesis, top-notch, highly recommended. For me, I would say it is a must-get if you like Darksiders. And it's, it's actually, if you're interested in Darksiders lore, it's the first game you want to play. Like, I would say, in mm. the, the order you want to play these, play Genesis, then listen to the Darksiders audiobook on Audible if you don't want to read the book, because the book is available on um, for reading. You can buy the, the physical book, um, or you can just read the audiobook. Uh, sorry, listen to the audiobook, which the audiobook is easier, so most people are probably um, up for that option. Um, so once you've covered those two, because in the in Genesis you play as Strife and War, so you get the story dynamic between Strife and War. And um, with the Darksiders games, you when you begin the game, you don't have a lot of exposition, but as you get further into the game, the characters start talking more to each other, and you start understanding a certain aspect or a certain percentage of stuff in the game. Now, I, I feel like they could have done more in Genesis, because there are certain things that are alluded to in Genesis that they just don't explain. Like, for example, there's, there's a point where um, Strife walks into a room and he sees something. We don't see it, because the, the game says, oh, that's a, some item or something, but the characters the players don't actually see it it's just stripe mentioning it and then he does ask him like what's up and he's like oh don't worry about it i, I think things like that we should get explanation because obviously we don't know <laughs> there's no like data book for, for all of the outsiders and stuff like that and i think understanding that would, would um bring more of uh more of a nuance to it and well, maybe they'll they'll do that in in Strife's own game when they event, you know inevitably release Darksiders 4 maybe maybe in that game it will explain some of the the sort of easter eggs that were in Darksiders Genesis um, but you get that and then with War you get War's story because when you when you play Darksiders 1 um, you don't truly understand War he's a hulking monster of a character who doesn't talk much but he also cares about people to a certain extent um and so he's like a silent um, protagonist to this and he still talks but he's, he's very few words he's like a man of action and in but you always wonder like what's his deal like what's going on with him and stuff like that and then by playing um genesis and listening to the audiobook um for um the darksiders audiobook um you do get a bit more you get to understand mm. what war is like when before that and he's, he's a lot more talkative or um he, there's something that he, he cares about a lot more with um, with Genesis it's it's all about the balance you know for him he's all about following the rules and stuff like that but also you know he questions things um, <laughs> and in the audiobook he's so young and, and, and innocent he's all about his brothers he's all about um, more particularly um, death he's, he's really really concerned about death in, in Genesis mm. I'm sorry in the audiobook because just to give a, a short sort of breakdown of the audiobook in the audiobook death has been gone for ages no one knows where he's been right um, he just disappeared the council can't find him no one can find him and then he just shows up again and everyone is like um, where the frack have you been and Strife hates him Strife is like you know, Shive is like, what the frack man? And he's like, he's like trying to threaten him and stuff. And that is like, um, 
you should not do that. And Stripe is like, oh, okay, yeah, I should probably back down. <laughs> He's going to mm-hmm. kill me. So <laughs> you get that kind of thing. And then, then you have Fury, of course. Um, she sort of molts up a bit, but she knows better than to mess with that. Um, and then War, who sort of like, he adores um, Death and he looks up to him and he's like, what's been going on with you? Like, you need to tell me. And he tries to follow him around and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> so you get that dynamic of, of you know, what's going on with them. And I, I love the audiobook so much because of that. And then you start Darksiders 1 and then you play 1 and there's a whole tale of Death and all that kind of stuff. There's a, um, a, a whole conspiracy against Death, against War, sorry. That you get to experience and then in part two you play from the perspective of um of death trying to um he, he's trying to to clear war's name and basically all the games play in parallel so the doctor is one two and three are all in parallel like the events are happening around the same time similar times basically so you basically get to see different events in the world happen from different perspectives or and you get to see um certain characters um, multiple times with different things happening around them you know some maybe they've changed a bit maybe they may have an injury here or there or um, they may be a bit more harsh towards other people and you get to understand why they are that way by playing each game and mm. that's the thing where you, you get to realize why that would do it why he would go out of his way so much for war um, you know by like, understanding things and you get to understand why um, Strife is the way he is in Darksiders 3 you know um, why he's so different in Dark Souls Three than he is in Genesis, you know, and, um, and there's that whole dynamic. So it's it's one of those things where it's interesting because there are certain things that alludes to how he is in in Tree. Like you know, uh, when you're playing Genesis, there are certain points where Strife is like uh, he'll say something and then he will then change his tone. Like he'll make a stupid joke and then he'll be like, "But um, yeah, this is this is some serious." Cool. And I think that's that's Bro- basically it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no, I was just, yeah, I was thinking, uh, mm. it was more, it's gaming related, but it's, uh, yeah, if, if we're done with Darksiders, maybe we can take this, because I was, yeah, I was thinking about now finishing um, Darksiders Genesis, mm-hmm. uh, and this is a co- completely different game, but mm-hmm. I think, I know it's a series you've played too, mm-hmm. and I think you even made reviews, mm-hmm. uh, I was maybe thinking about playing, like, Yakuza Kiwami. Oh, that is a know. great game. I, it, I, I don't think it has multiplayer, do, but I am totally down for watching a Yakuza Kiwami stream. I think you would love it. Yeah, I think I would, maybe. <laughs> I haven't really been playing these games. I think I only tried a demo once, or, mm-hmm. or beta, or whatever it might have been. Mm-hmm. But it's a cool series, and uh, since they've done the remakes, for example, for Yakuza Kiwami mm-hmm. 1, and then they have two as well from what i can see mm-hmm. so that could be i was just yeah i would say don't start with kwami we'll start with zero um so uh-huh, okay. zero is the first game in the series um i think you may be able if you don't already have a copy i think you may be able to get it on sale um let me check a website um this is a website called fanatical.com but because what i was saying yeah, i know i know mm-hmm. what i was saying is because on on xbox game pass you know or do, you can play Kiwami uh, oh. using the Game Pass. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's okay, why. okay, That's okay, why. okay. But you don't have Zero. I'm assuming you don't have Yakuza Zero? I don't think so. I, I'm going to look in the library. Uh, maybe uh, maybe Agent Adam has it and we have shared libraries. <laughs> so that was. <laughs> check for me. I'm going to check it out. If you don't have it, um, it's actually 16 um, do- Well, yeah, it's, not, it's $16 yeah, it's not, it's for it on Fanatical. Um, so it's actually pretty cheap because it usually goes for 20 but 16 is isn't a bad price to pay 
for zero.、Mm. So I would say, yeah, you could probably get.、Um, but there's one thing though. I think.、Um, I think. Don't no. Don't buy. Don't buy. I just remembered something. I got an email later this week that they're gonna release all three Yakuza games on Xbox Game Pass. Actually, I'm not sure if they've, they've, if it's already、uh-huh. there yet. So you would get Kiwami One, Zero, and Kiwami Two. So aha,、uh-huh, okay. I would say if that is the case, I'll after we finish recording, I'll check my email and just confirm everything. I'll send you the details so you'll understand. Yeah. But、okay. if anything, yeah, you、yeah. may want to wait a, a week or something just to make sure that it's on the store and get all three.、Yeah. Like get Kiwami, get Zero, get Kiwami Two, and then、yeah. play it in order of Zero, Kiwami, Kiwami Two. And then after that, you go from Dark Souls three, four, five, six, and seven. Yeah, there we go. So <laughs> yeah, that's the order. <laughs> so yeah, don't play Kwame、mm. first because if you play it first,、mm. you could play it first and then play Zero after. But I would say you would want to play Zero first because Zero tells the story、mm. before Kwame happens, and then yeah, you yeah, go、okay. into Kwame. So yeah, that's basically it. Yeah. Yeah, I will see about it. I was just thinking and wanted to ask about it. So since I saw it on the Xbox、uh, Game Pass、mm-hmm. store, or yeah, so、uh-huh. it's,、uh, oh god, I might hit the microphone. Sorry, right there.、Uh, <laughs> mm. But maybe we should move on. What do you say? Should we talk some telly or definitely, definitely? I've been I've been talking for so long. Um, <laughs> tell me about、uh, what yeah, you've been should... watching. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I I've been. I mean, we, usually we, when especially for me,、uh, it's a new film, it's a new series and stuff、mm-hmm. like that. But sometimes it's nice to. Go back and and watch something that you have been watching before because you you liked it so much. It could be the same. We talked about games and same there. Maybe it's a game you have played like two or three times.、Mm-hmm. Uh, just a few, like maybe a month ago or even less than that, there was a Swedish actor. His name was Max von Sydow. He was、uh, yeah, he was a really good actor, an old man by now, but has done a lot of. Movies also in Hollywood.、Uh, he was the Emperor Ming in, in Flash Gordon back <laughs> in the days. He's been in Star Wars. He's been in a lot of different characters and movies.、Uh, he was a very professional actor, and he had a pretty special role in in、uh, The Exorcist from 1973, where he was this priest, you know.、Uh, and I saw this movie. <laughs> I was quite young, I think. Um, and I just, me and Isaac, you know, we're talking, and since we both like like, you know, horror games or horror movies, we, maybe we should watch it again. Isaac has watched it, so,、mm-hmm. and we did. And this is from 1973.、Uh, it's about this 12-year-old girl.、Uh, the actress is called Linda,、uh, is Linda Blair, and I will come to that in a second.、Mm-hmm. Uh, she's possessed by this mon- mysterious entity, and her mother seeks the help of two priests to save her.、Mm-hmm. And it's a very well. Um, made story.、Uh, it's good acting and、uh, it's a lot of good music. I didn't really recall or remember that it's a, like very famous composers in the world where I was, you know, working before, like、mm-hmm. in the classical、uh, world of music.、Mm-hmm. So I recognize the names, composers, you know, music that are played,、uh, not the special pieces that are in the movie, but still. Um, yeah, it, it's 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 a cool movie. It's、uh, it's nothing for the faint-hearted because、mm-hmm. it can be quite、uh, <laughs> quite.、Um, sc- I don't know if it's scary. It depends on what kind of how much you've watched horror movies. But it's yeah, it's scary in a way. It has an 8.0 <laughs> on IMDb, and I totally understand why. This is still a really good movie.、Mm-hmm. Uh, Even if it's old, or maybe because it's, it's old, I don't know. It depends on because it's at, at that time also when it, it, you know things were played slower,、mm-hmm. not so many cuts all the time, and 
more dialogues and you know things like that. Uh, that's how you told the story, basically. And uh, no, Linda Blair, the, the the girl that are you know possessed. <laughs> uh, I, I, it was a detail because I mean there are effects, of course, when she gets possessed and she gets like up, thrown back and forth in the bed, uh, and uh, it looks really scary. And it, apparently it was because she she got a injured back from that scene. Oh uh, wow! Which, which was shown later on. Yeah, I didn't know that, but of course Isaac knew, so <laughs> he told me. <laughs> Uh, uh, so yeah, but it's it's a it's a really good classic. It's a really good movie, a good horror movie. So if you're into it, you should should check it out. If you haven't, it's like one of those must see. Um, and uh, then I'm gonna move on. I just want to mention also another in a way a classic, mm-hmm. uh, which is the first Hellboy movie from 2004. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is still great. I yeah. think I was mm-hmm. happy that we just came up with the idea yesterday. Uh, we we just oh should we watch something? Oh what should we watch? Uh, and as we know, due to all the corona, things are, it's not many movies coming up right now, is it? <laughs> uh, so, so we watched the first Hellboy. It has a 6.8 on IMDb. Definitely so. Maybe a bit higher. I would say at least seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the director is Guillermo del Toro. It's most of the time good. <laughs> yeah. And this is no exception. So I highly recommend you guys. If you haven't seen Hellboy and if you like this kind of, uh, you know, like fantasy uh, action movies, like almost superhero movies, then you should check it out, definitely. Definitely. I, I what is your take on that. Hellboy? Yeah. I, I second the Hellboy thing because of, I've watched the Hellboy, um, the first movie. I'm, I don't think I've, I think I may have watched the first and the second. And uh, that's the, that's where you should stop. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's the two I've watched. And I, I do like the character. I, I like the movies. They're really good movies. They're, it's a mixture of Hellboy. is a mixture of, of sort of like um, grotesque sort of horror superhero thing but also it has comedy yeah. so it, it's it, there are like funny things inside it as well so it, it, yeah, Ron Perlman is great as yeah. Hellboy <laughs> he is he's sarcastic as hell um, it's actually yeah. Hellboy is kind of like the first R-rated like I mean, maybe it's not the first but it's one of the first R-rated um, superhero style movies or comic book movies that I've seen you know um, so Same. yeah it's it's like Deadpool before Deadpool popped up as a movie um, basically mm. he's he's hardcore he makes jokes but he's also like mean and you know it, it, there's a lot of um, hellish looking um, representation on the on in the show and all that kind of stuff and it's pretty as a kid it's a bit terrifying to look at um, as mm. you get older it's like it's super cool it's like wow <laughs> so yeah, true <laughs> I would say so yeah I'm, I'm totally down for Hellboy um but thanks for letting me know not to watch the other movies because after two I was like mm, I'll get around to it at some point but no. yeah maybe I'll never no. watch them so. <laughs> no don't <laughs> yeah, that's how it is oh. Oh, well, you, you have been watching something I don't know about tell me I've been watching a show called Beastars uh, and mm. it's uh, it's on Netflix and I posted about this on my Facebook, so you may have seen this already for the, um, when I posted about it. Oh, but it's basically uh, sort of like... Imagine if you took a very romantic story about um, some kids in high school or you know college or whatever have you, um, and wrote a romantic sort of a mature story, but the kids happen to all be animals. That's basically what yeah, I see that now. So, <laughs> basically... The story is about this um, this wolf guy. He's a wolf, and um, and he's going to school with these other animals and stuff like that. But in their school, at the beginning, of the first episode, someone gets murdered. So one of their classmates gets killed, Oops. 
by um, by a carnivore because the school is a mixture of carnivores and herbivores and obviously the carnivores it's like if animals had evolved to a point where they they could walk like us and talk like us and all that kind of stuff and they wear clothes and that kind of stuff but yeah this this um this herbivore guy from their class had been killed he'd been murdered and it was by one of the carnivores and no one knows what you know like what's the deal and all that kind of stuff and the main protagonist, um, he's a, a wolf, but he's also, he's always trying to like keep it under dongle. Like he, everyone knows, obviously knows he's a wolf, but he doesn't show his fangs. He's not very um, he's not very aggressive. He's he's very docile for a carnivore. And um, in this world, the carnivores are you know obviously you're not supposed to eat any herbivores and stuff like that. They get um, they usually get meat. Uh, how can I say? Um, they eat like stuff like eggs and that kind of stuff that the hens love giving um you know sharing eggs you know because obviously eggs aren't chicks unless they're fertilized so the hens love it they're just like yay let's give eggs everyone you know that kind of stuff um so they, they get their their nutrients and stuff from the foods that they eat and so forth but obviously there's like that sort of primal instinct of like oh i want to eat meat 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 and so usually they, they tend to they, they'll be friends and stuff in school, but they keep their distance to a certain extent. Like, for example, carnivores and herbivores don't date each other, obviously. Um, well, I should mm. say, that's basically how it is, because um, if a carnivore smells blood, they usually tend to get a bit more feral. You know, they tend to, like, you know, get a bit more, like, beastly. And so, as the plot goes along, our carnivore um, wolf guy, he meets this, um, this bunny girl named Haru. And, um... Haru is adorable. Like she's the sm- one of the smallest characters. She's a small character. She's really petite, and she's a bunny girl. You know, so she's um, she's this little white rabbit that um, when you meet Haru, apparently Haru's been sleeping with all the guys in school, <laughs> and so all the girls in school are calling her a whore. <laughs> so they're like, oh, Haru, she's she's so she's such a whore and all this sort of stuff and blah blah blah, and she's a, and they've been you know bullying her and throwing her stuff out of out of her um, her bedroom and. All those sort of things. Mm. And Haru doesn't really seem to care. Like, she's like, oh, whatever. You know, why are you guys even trying to harass me and all that kind of stuff? And the thing is, is that when Haru and the wolf guy meet each other, um, they end up, like, he attacks her. Like, it's late at night and he his primal instincts, he smells her from a distance. And he attacks her. Like, he jumps at her. And he grabs her. She starts running away. He grabs her, and his claws dig into her, her her skin on her arm, and she starts bleeding. And obviously, the blood it sends him because he was basically keeping watch for some some of his classmates who were um, who were doing a play. He's part of the the um, the play club or whatever you call it, um, the drama club. And so he was keeping the club for them, and he smelled her from a distance and jumped at her. And when he grabbed her, he held her, and he his close digged into her arm and then after that he sort of like one of his classmates shouted out to him from the distance for help and he kind of came back to his senses and he let her go and then he went back to the stuff but later on he had to go get flowers for their stuff and she would she's part of the like the the sort of like botany club or whatever have you in school and she's the only member and so when he goes there, one of his classmates ditches him because there's like all these bad rumors about her. So he, he drops him off um, and ditches him. So uh, when he meets her, 
obviously he realized, holy shit, this is the girl I attacked the other night, and I want to get out of here as quickly as possible, but she doesn't seem to, to remember him. So they start to spend time together, they, they basically start talking and stuff, and he says, well, um, I think he helped her with something. And then she's like, oh, well, how should I repay you? And then he's like, well, um, and he starts scratching his head, and he's, I was thinking about, and he's trying to think of something. And then she just starts stripping. She's like, oh, so it's like that. Okay, no problem. And she starts taking off her clothes. And his eyes are, he's obviously not looking at her. He's looking around the room, and then he focuses on her and realizes, holy shit, this girl is stripping in front of me. And he's like, um, no, 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 not that. He's like, she starts like trying to unbutton his belt and stuff. He's like, no, 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 no. And he get, he panics and he, he, you know, he grabs his belt and he throws a, um, a bed sheet over her and he he runs off. And she's like, oh, that's so petite, that's so peculiar, you know, so strange that you know he didn't want to sleep with me. I thought all the guys in the school wanted to sleep with me. <laughs> and um, and so the story goes on where him, his name is is Legolish. And um, Legoshi, sorry, Legoshi. So Legoshi um, goes through the story, and he's basically he starts realizing that he he really likes Haru, like he's in love with Haru, which is weird for him because she's a rabbit and he's a wolf, and they're not supposed to be together. It's just it's sort of like a Romeo and Juliet kind of thing. And so the whole story is about Legoshi and um, and Haru and how um, she starts, you know, he's he's sort of pursuing her and. Um, but you know as the story goes on you find out she likes someone else and then there's a whole drama of that and all that kind of thing so it's interesting it's interesting that that's the <laughs> story um but also it's got a lot of tna like they don't show anything obviously it's very team because it's on netflix um but they sort of like like you see characters having a good chat like you see them having a good chat but um obviously the camera is angled in a way where you can't really see any you know particulars but yeah, you know, it's like you see characters in lingerie <laughs> and stuff. And the, what makes it a bit weird is that they're all animals, like the the anthropomorphic animals. So it's like, uh, you know, I'm watching it and I'm like, oh, this is a bit interesting. Ooh la la. But then I'm also thinking to myself, like, <laughs> did I just say ooh la la to, um, to a bunny? <laughs> to a bunny in a bra. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's like I start thinking to myself, maybe I may have become a furry from watching this show. <laughs> <laughs> yep, could be the case. We'll see. Two you know, days or weeks from now, who knows? Maybe I'll start buying bunny ears and stuff, and and um, and a full wolf costume um, for for the bedroom life. But other than that, it's just actually really good. It's a good story, really nice. There's a manga for it. Um, the story ends at I think episode twelve, um, which is but it continues in the manga. They they are working on the second season, so that will come in the future. But those of you who can't wait for that, there are like 175 um, chapters in the manga, so you can actually read the manga um, yourself and um, and get the whole gist of it. I can't remember which manga publisher publishes it in the west though like that i'm not 100 percent sure you you'll have to look it up if you're interested in picking up the book um but most likely not if you buy manga online or something like or you go on amazon or whatever have you you should be able to see who who publishes it like it will it will show up on like maybe amazon or wherever you get your manga and then you just purchase it and read the the story so i would cool. say highly recommended it comes with a high recommendation mm. from me it's a eight point uh, 8.0 on IMDb oh, I think. and yeah. an 8.3 on list I give it an 8 a solid 8 um, I, I agree with it being a wrong 8 it's it's not perfect but it's it's really good and it's entertaining it will make you start thinking that you may be 
you may have a, an animal fetish. I'm just saying, you may become a furry. That's the <laughs> warning. That's the only thing I can say. You may become a furry by watching this, but it is entertaining and, and good. Um, I, while saying that, I, I did look up the manga. It is on Amazon. You can get it for... The paperback is 8 um, quid on Amazon. So maybe about $10 US, um, $9.99. Um, so you could pick up the manga on Amazon. I think they have it's 17 volumes. I think they have most of the volumes on there, so you can mm. grab that if you like reading. And there's also the digital version as well, which is a bit cheaper at about seven or six, six actually on Kindle. So um, six sixty-seven. So if you're interested, pick it up. I recommend it. It's a good read. So yeah. Mm. Good, 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 good. Yeah. We'll say well. Yeah, there's a thing that we usually write about now. What's that thing called? Shout out for your channel. Ah! Shout out for your channel is a YouTube channel I've been watching called Exploring Alternatives. What do you think, Raj? What can you tell us about Exploring Alternatives? Yeah, we want Exploring uh, Alternatives to be a hub of alter- alternative living video content that will inform and inspire you. Each week we post a new video about people who are living in tiny houses, vans, uh, RVs and boats, and people who are exploring long-term travel, minimal, uh, minimalism, zero-waste living, off-grid living, and more. We also sometimes share videos about our own lifestyle experiments. Mm. So this is one I've, for the past couple of years. I've actually been really, really fascinated about um, you know minimalist life and tiny houses yeah. and all that kind of stuff. I've, I've been so fascinated about it. I, I most a good portion of my subscriptions are that like i I watch i binge watch um tiny house videos and stuff like that and it's got to the point where i i don't want to like okay i shouldn't say i don't want to live in a tiny house my girlfriend doesn't want to live in a tiny house (laughs) so she's not a big fan of tiny houses um if she was i would totally be down for it but she's not a big fan of tiny houses but i do want the some of the perks that come with tiny living so one of the things that comes to tiny living is the minimalist life, you know, not having too many things, just having just the right amount and using the space that you have um, wisely. And that's the thing that that I strongly um, believe in. I, I really don't like clutter. I don't like a lot of stuff just everywhere. If I can just throw most of the things I, I have, I would, um, you know, because really and truly, I just don't need a lot of stuff. And it's the reason why when I left to, to go to the UK last year, I gave away a lot of things that I just didn't need because a lot of things are just picking up space that I'm not actually actively using. And so basically that is a thing where for me, it's, it's just not a, a priority um, to have a lot of things. And watching these sort of things, it, it just inspires me. You know, it's, it, And it's the little things, you know, for me, I'm obviously I'm not going to be able to have a tiny house because the missus doesn't want it. But um, there are a few things that uh, that I can take from tiny living that she'll be okay with. So, for example, living off the grid. I really want to live off the grid. I, I want solar panels all over my bloody house. <laughs> um, <laughs> I want as minimum uh, amount of, of electric coming from the grid, uh, if possible. Obviously, I'm still going to be connected, but not taken as much from it. So, my electric bill should be little to nothing. Um, I want alternative heating. I don't want to have to be paying for gas uh if i can cook off of my electric or find a way to to do as little um gas coming from from the lines again i would love that um and then other than that too as well uh i also want to be as, as eco-friendly as possible very little um impact on the environment uh, i want to maybe have a nice little garden 
um, you know, grow a couple fruits and vegetables and stuff. Maybe a greenhouse. That would be super awesome. My brother and I were discussing that. I think he wants a greenhouse. Um, and I want one as well. Um, so it'll be nice to just be able to grow stuff and, you know, have your own fresh fruits and vegetables in the house and you can eat it and it'll be delicious. Um, yeah. So there's that. And, and then just having a bit of, um, a bit of less of everything and a bit more time with family and friends like being able to just spend time together and enjoy each other's company and the the youtube channel um exploring alternatives is basically that like they just explore different stuff they're not the best ones in this sort of space like i've seen other youtube channels that do a bit more especially if you're looking at specifically tiny houses but what i like about them is at least um exploring alternatives is that they did a really really good piece um uh, about five days ago on 10 years at sea and it's about this couple who literally they just lived at sea one of the the the, the lady in the couple she's swedish and the man he's american and uh, oh, okay. and he basically bought a boat a sailboat because he's like oh you know people just buy sailboats and park them in 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 harbors and stuff he bought a sailboat and sailed to to new um to i think it was in new zealand or australia i think he sailed to and he met her backpack in there and they basically she invited her to his sailboat for a weekend and she never left and now they have a kid and they live on their boat and their boat is fully off the grid like they have um they get internet like broadband internet via satellite um anywhere in the world (laughs) they have solar panels all over the, the the boat they have wind turbines they have um, they have a full um, a, a chiller for, for freezing stuff. They have um, they have all the emergency gear you could imagine. Um, they have an extra boat that they can that they have at the front of the boat that they can then sail to show and stuff like that. Um, they they literally have everything. And when they say, when they say broadband, I was like, holy crap! Because these guys they do YouTube. That's how they make money. So basically, they do not rely on anything. Like the guy he's a software engineer or something like that. I think if I remember correctly. And he just decided, you know what, I'm done with this. Working at Microsoft, he's like, yeah, I'm done. I quit. And now he just makes money off of um, off of YouTube. Like, they both do YouTube. That's their thing. They, they document their whole experience on their boat. And the piece that, um, that Exploring Alternatives did on them, oh, it is so good. Like, the quality, the audio, the everything, it just looks great. It's it's well produced. I don't know if Exploring Alternatives were the ones who edited it that way, but if it was them, oh my god, it is it is really, really nicely done. It's um, it's about 28 minutes long. It has 1.3 million views right now, and it came out five days ago. Um, so, I would say, um, yeah, it, it's super, super cool. I would recommend their channel. Um, maybe you may not want to live in a tiny house or on a boat or something like that, but maybe you get some ideas from these people and yeah. you may think, you know what, maybe I want to do this. I, I'm thinking if I get a nice house in, in the wilderness or something, I can get broadband internet via Starlight. <laughs> oh my God, that's brilliant. <laughs> so um, there are a few things you could... You know, maybe it will make life interesting and all that kind of stuff. So I'm thinking of I'm thinking about a lot of things and uh, tiny, maybe not tiny living, but um, exploring alternatives has given me a bunch of ideas for you know for things that I want to do. So that's the gist of it. Um, <clears throat> so with that, Rog, how about we say goodbye to listeners? 
Yes, we will. I would just like like to say it's a kind of interesting thing you talked about there. First off, I didn't know that you have been watching this, <laughs> but 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 I but I can understand why. I mean, yeah, what do we really need to have a good life? True. I mean, I guess that's a question we just have to think about ourselves. We have different kind of thoughts and needs uh, when it comes to 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 how we want to live. Mm-hmm. But still, I mean, we we could manage with so much less yeah. and still be happy you know because mm-hmm. it's so materialistic nowadays and and uh, I'm I'm in there myself so I'm not <laughs> saying anything but uh, yeah interesting though I just wanted to say that I would but I, yeah I, hope I would you, say yeah, no, okay, just yeah. to, to interject there I would say um it t- it takes more steps to get rid of stuff like it's it's hard to do the True. first um you know I've got my I've I've got my missus getting rid of some things she's like you know I'm sort of like sort of encouraged her into the, the tiny living life. I mean, in the sense of, she, I know she's not going to want to live in a, in a tiny house, but um, we've sort of compromised around the way that, you know, if there's something that we don't plan on using in the next foreseeable years, two or three years, that we yeah. have no idea what we're going to do with it, uh, maybe we should just get rid of it. Maybe give it to charity, throw it out, whatever. Um, but just get rid of stuff that we just don't need. And I think, I think that's the thing, like, consider the things that you actually use on the regular. Like, for you, I know for a fact that... Yeah. You use your computer room a lot. You know, you, hmm. you come in yeah, there yeah, all the time. You go on your computer. You use your computer. You have your your camera set up and all that kind of stuff inside there. Um, you come to your living room um, upstairs. You watch some telly, and you come in your kitchen and you cook, and then you go to bed for the most part. Those are probably the, the rooms you use the most in the house. Everywhere else is probably just storage. Yeah. Um, so one of the yeah. things that I would say that if that I would recommend in this sort of like minimalizing is that you have a lot of books and um, most of those books you you are probably not going to be reading in the next foreseeable years. I mean, I would probably exactly. I probably don't know the books. You know, like I give away a bunch of books last yeah. year to, to friends who may have wanted to read them, and I think that's the thing. Uh, books carry knowledge. I mean, obviously there are going to be one or two that you may want to keep because maybe there's information in there that you do want to revisit for some particular reason. Maybe a book about carpentry or something, and maybe you, you decide to build something and you need the information from it, but. I would say, yeah, you, you sort of donate those stuff, give it away. Don't throw it away just like that. If you can, if, if you can find a good home, maybe someone else can find use from it. But donate some stuff, clear up some space. And trust me, when you get rid of a certain amount of things, you start feeling like, oh my god, there's so much more space. And then you can spend because you're not, you don't have those things are wrong. Like your mind sort of like it tells that, hey, I don't have to think about this thing anymore. And you feel like you just have more time. So that's true. That's true. It's a weird thing. So yeah, that's that's my my little sort of tip, yeah. I guess. But continue. <laughs> <laughs> a good one. No, I just wanted to say thanks for listening, and I hope you you got some good stuff out of this episode as well. And as always, take care. Uh, we were just talking about initially also where we are right now in the world, what's happening. It's there are brighter days to come mm-hmm. as well. And uh, yeah, use common sense, and but also do things that makes you enlightened and makes you feel good. I think it's important. We are human beings. We have a soul. We need it. Uh, and with those words, have a great one. Until next time, muffin now. Ah, beautiful as always. So that guys, thank you, thank you very much for listening to this episode of that beautiful life. Um, as always, you can find us on our social media. Roger's forty plus splash. That's the number forty with an S P L I S H and an S P L A S H. So splash splash. You can find me L P Garden L P G R D I N. That's Garden to you. Um, now Roger is going to be playing Yakuza because I'm going to make sure he does it. So <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be that person on his shoulder. Like, so have you started yet, Roger? What are you doing today? Uh, well, I'm streaming some uh, <laughs> stuff. Does it, does it start with a Y and end with a zero? Um, 
No? No, then you need to stop whatever you're playing and play Yakuza. So basically, <laughs> um, I did check while we were recording, and yes, Yakuza 0 is on Game Pass, so you can get the whole set. So, get 0 on Game Pass, because it's, it's there, it's available right now, grab it, um, and I am looking forward to the next stream being Yakuza, because I'm going to be tuned in, I'm be watching it, I'm going to be giving you tips while you play, I'm going to be like, well, nah, you got to go around this corner. And mm, kill that guy. You don't need nothing. <laughs> so, so basically, yeah, um, you can find those streams on um, on Twitch um, at Forty Space Splash, and you can. I'm pretty sure Rod will probably make some camp some compilation videos or something that's going to be on YouTube. So that's Forty Space Splash on YouTube as well. Um, you can find me at LP Garden pretty much everywhere. Um, also, you can find everything else on simplybench.com. So there's the, the YouTube videos and reviews and all that kind of stuff going up on there and so forth. There's not been a lot in recent weeks because, I, as I say, I've been hitting a bit of a creative block. But I did publish some stuff um, yesterday, I think, or I think maybe day before yesterday. I think I published some some new articles and some stuff. Um, so maybe you may pop over and read some stuff, and hopefully I'll put up a video or two uh, maybe after this weekend is over. So. With that, as always, we wouldn't like you guys to miss out on any of the episodes of That Beautiful Life podcast. Many of you would like to subscribe to this podcast on CastBox, Acast, Spotify, iTunes, SimplyBinge.com, and elsewhere. And Mr. Comfort, they're going to like it that way, giving it for free. So as always, guys, this has been cute. For your pleasure.